Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 166, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. Mm, mm. 15 days until January Ooh. 20th. Uh, zero new COVID cases in New Zealand yesterday. Zero deaths since late September. Uh, and the U.S. is a mess. It's just a mess. We'll just leave it at that. Um, uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Potatoes O'Brien, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Miles and Jack are back again. Done our 2021 thing. Psych ain't got it going on. Not that Trump is almost gone. Oh Ooh. man, that wow, that fucking song. Never skipped a beat. No, no. I was like, wow, wow, <laughs> this is his voice. This is swag. <laughs> <laughs> How much nah. our idea has changed? I'm like, damn, he really came. No, never skipped, never missed a beat. Well, anyway, uh, shout out to let me see on the Discord. Uh, that was from Garblo Jones. Shout Garblo out to Garblo Jones. Jones. Garblo Big fan Jones. Of his work. Garblo. Shout out to Garblo. Greta Garblo. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Miles. Yeah. Uh, we're back. We're back. Uh, it, it's been a while. We took a break yeah. from the show, uh, from each other. Real touch uh, and go there. It's great we to see come you. Back. Great to hear your voice. Likewise. Um, all right. Uh, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious. The talented, the brilliant, Chelsea Weber Smith. <laughs> ayo, <laughs> ayo, ayo. Chelsea, where are you coming to us from? What part of the earth are you at? I am in Seattle, and it's been okay. raining for two weeks. I think <laughs> you can't really wow. walk any. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's real depressing here. So all you can do is, is does sit that in your contribute basement. to people's ability to socially distance, or do you feel like in a place like that where you're accustomed to the rain, it's not much of a factor? Well, I feel like you're not going outside as much, right? right so right. it feels like maybe you're going to try to get whatever with with people sure. in inside. So maybe that's bad. But I don't know. I'm not a scientist. What yeah, there you go. None of us are. <laughs> hey, I'm no scientist. I'm no scientist. But it's been raining. <laughs> Yo, there was a, speaking of the rain, there was this article. First of all, there was a rainstorm in L.A. that uh, had people on Twitter being like, what? What is this madness? What is this water <laughs> falling from the sky? But it was like extra violent and LA is not prepared. Like it's just not built for that much rain. No. I had left two of my trash cans on the uh, curb and they were down the street and around the corner. They like got washed away. <laughs> it was wild. I, I swear oh, like I swept like, away. Yeah, they got swept away. But I just I don't like, know in my mind like the storm was so they became sentient and were like, Fuck <laughs> this. we gotta we're go. Out of here. <laughs> Yo, um, but there's a there was an article. I, th- I have to figure out what magazine it was in. But over the uh, two weeks that we weren't recording about how. Um, every like 200 years, there's like this massive rainstorm in Southern and Central California. It's, it's up that, north, the one that's we got to worry about. Oh, it's bad, man. Because it could wipe out the capital, the yeah. entire Central Valley. And it's, oh yeah, it's always been, it's like this horrific thing. I used to always smoke weed and think about in college. 
And oh, like yeah. with my other like trip, like edgelord friends are like, no, nah, man, the thing we got to worry about is that Delta up there flooding in a huge flood. And then what happens? Yeah, it's a. Yeah. It's bad for Central Coast. It's also bad for just everywhere because that's they grow like the food. an unprecedented amount of food. It's also bad for lots of other parts of California because of all the you know chemicals that are used on the farms up there. So those will just flood everywhere and then dry up and turn into poison dust. Uh, anyways. What do you uh, think th- like teenagers right now who are smoking weed? Because I did the same thing, except right. uh, I had a little bit of an apocalypse prepper uh, oh, yeah, dad. And so, oh, oh no, sick, oh, sick, sick. Okay, I just meant you, my vibe. No, no, no. I prepper vibe No, no, sure. I still have an apocalypse oh, wow. prepper vibe. Don't worry. No, in within reason. Yeah, 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 for sure. But, you know, no, no, casual. Yeah. Um, but what are the they thinking now? What are those yeah. kids who are getting too high, you know, alone in their house? Like it's it must be way more hardcore. Oh, I feel so. Yeah, I have a lot of empathy for teens right now because I would be tripping if I couldn't see my friends and I couldn't do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like you would be Stuck smoking parents, weed and the man. kind of thoughts you have given like the world. You're like. You know, like with automation, man, like what if we're not even smoking the weed anymore after this? You know what I mean? You're fully in the simulation. Right. Yep. And, uh-huh. and then like you have that moment where you're like, is all I have to offer to smoke weed? Differentiate <laughs> oh, me from the automatons? Oh, man. Yeah, definitely don't. A terrible time to be a ni- like young and nihilistic, I would yeah. say. Mm. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Chelsea, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to catch up on the stimulus checks, where we're at with the uh, 600 and uh, the blocking of the $2,000 stimulus checks in, in the United States. Uh, the Senate hangs in the balance uh, over a election happening in Georgia uh, today. Uh, mm-hmm. And Trump was caught on tape just straight up asking uh, for the Georgia Secretary of State to find votes to make him yep. the winner in Georgia, which is wouldn't even win him the election. But yeah, and then we'll talk yeah. about Hilaria Baldwin. We'll talk about Bean Dad. We'll talk about Wonder <laughs> Hilaria. Woman eighty four. Hilaria. Uh, Hilaria. We'll talk uh, about Dunkin' Donuts. They got a new hyper extra supercharged coffee uh, that I'm excited about. All of that, plenty more. But Chelsea, first, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? <laughs> um, what do I have here for you? Um, oh, it's all of it is so weird uh, for what I do <laughs> for uh, for the podcast. But today I got for you Disney villains, gay drag queens. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. all right, all right. So, I mean, so, first, explain. Yeah, hit it. Uh, okay, American Hysteria. Okay. Your show, sure. talking about, you know, one we were saying before off mic, Jack loves a little satanic panic, moral mm-hmm. panic, you yeah. know, mass hysteria, is yeah. psychology, is it science? And that's kind of, that's a fo- that's the that's what you focus on. That's kind of your it bag is. right now. And what's so cool is that uh, Cracked was one of my original inspos for hey. learning about the satanic panic. I mean, you guys had like, kind of like good listicles about different, you know, uh, moral panics and stuff. And that was that a really, was, I got, I got yeah. ideas from you, man. So it's really cool. Um, okay. so but yeah, coming soon. yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> My, you're, you're not going to like how much it is. It, but, uh, it all adds up. That's our all, mentality. Yeah, That's right. yeah. No yeah. donation too small in this church. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. But oh, so man. I was asking, you know, I was like, what kind of yeah. rabbit hole? I'm guessing 
You were you were saying, well, let's talk about it on the show. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what what's what's in your sir? What's going on in there? Well, so yeah, we cover a lot of conspiracy theories and moral panics, but eventually we kind of have moved into sort of a bigger picture of of like how American narratives and how um, sort of our national mythologies come to be, whether that be political or like pop culture. And so we're doing a lot more pop culture, and so. Right now, um, I'm focusing on trash talk shows. So, you know, Jerry Springer, Geraldo, um, sort of the classic fist fight uh, stuff that people really, there was like a big outcry about. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I went in just being like, oh, these are such great vehicles of hysteria. That's what our season's about. Um, because they spread moral panics. You know, I mean, Geraldo had his satanic panic special. But, you know, I, I, I figured I'd already talked about all that stuff in, in different ways. So I started reading these academic texts, um, which I love to do, about, you know, trash talk shows and their cultural value. And I just found uh, so much about visibility in talk shows and about how, you know, People who were gender nonconforming, for example, had no venue. Um, and even though they were ridiculed on these shows, it was the one place where someone was letting them speak for themselves. Right. And so it's just like all about how activists would sneak in their messages and they would actually train each other to go on talk shows to say, OK, you're going to get made fun of. People are going to, you know, whoop and yell and, and be really mean to you. But you're going to have this like 15 seconds where you can right. say your piece and they would get a bunch of letters after. But the problem was, is that uh, white supremacists also did that. I don't right, know if you right. guys remember the fist fight of Geraldo fame of, yeah. uh, you know, Roy Innes, the black activist and uh, the skinhead dude. Um, so it's just this. And then they would get their message, their moment, and they trained each other about how to be on talk shows. So it's just this like so much richer than just being like, oh, it's like a mother daughter dominatrix team. Right, right, <laughs> and, right. You know. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I, I don't know. I always, I always find a lot more than I think, you know, it always has right. a lot, uh, a lot of diff like value that I didn't at all expect. So that that's Absolutely. been my, my big rabbit hole. And, you know, there's so much about class and it's, it's, it is a rabbit hole, but, but you guys can listen to that episode. So oh, uh, I definitely it's coming will. out. Cause baby. I feel like it almost as a, when you're young and you watch shows like that, it kind of, it almost sets your expectation for where society is in terms of the, a given issue. It's like, Wait, someone is having sex with their stepdaughter, but they're not related? Boo! Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, that's boo. That's boo. And right. then you're like, oh, uh, trans person, like maybe being on the low, and then the deception. Back yeah. then, it's like you were trained to be like, that's deception! <gasps> yeah. What right. the fuck? Because yeah. that was like the thing. And I think it's a really, yeah, underrated way of, even if you're like, oh, these people, this is bullshit. But yeah. it has this effect of like the the spectacle of it all and being yep. like, oh, that's the reaction the mass group is having to this thing. Um, yeah. It's just pure else. uncut judgment. It's like it yeah, is. the actual it, physical embodiment of like public opinion, right? But think about it as like a Twitter thread, right? right so right. You, everybody's coming on and like basically getting in fist fight, like verbal fist fights. And right. but everybody, but it's like this horrible, horrible and wonderful democratic thing, right? But it's so complicated because yeah. you don't know is that what it's too dangerous, but we want to protect free speech. And it's just this like total. For me, it's just a talk show now, yeah. but it's it's a global, all no holds barred talk show that like spills into the streets now when you know people are getting in like Antifa, Trump I supporter fist fights. We made like Twitter of a talk show. How much that would ease people up to be like, I just watched the talk show version where yeah. the white right. supremacist is going to go with the, you know, anti capitalist, whatever, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And just kind of watch that and be like, huh. Yeah. 
Maybe that's a way to do it too. Yeah, but like, I mean, what, know, what if we saw each other's? Anymore. What if we saw each other's faces again yeah. too? You know, like that's a that's like a very human thing to miss when you're right. talking like, to yeah, someone like is your budding, facial expressions and budding yeah. ethno nationalists are like that guy's not that cool looking actually. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> right. kind of a dink. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. Captain America with like red laser eyes avatar is way cooler than this whatever I'm witnessing. <laughs> now, I know. Huh. Okay, edge lord tweets. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go back to my reading group. Yeah. Chelsea, how you, how does that all tie back to uh, Disney villains? Oh yeah. Oh God, right. Um, well, that's our next episode is is called Disneyfication. So how yeah. um, how we've kind of cartoonized our culture and ourselves, and infantilization mm. is a big theme of you know childhood being a really new thing um, that really didn't exist like as as a period of time until after um, child labor laws were passed. And that's like the 20s and 30s. And you get this like the child becomes precious. You know, you get stuffed animals instead. Mm. Of, you know, we make soft all of these hard things. So that's kind of what that is. And then, of course, the the sort of revisionist history is another part of it and softening our history right. of, you know, genocide, slavery, whatever yeah. you want. You know, all of it is kind of there in Disney, but it's it's just like made mm. into like a stuffed animal version. Right, um, and yeah. then the Disney villains is mostly, that's a fun one because if you go back and you think about all of the Disney villains, they're either very effeminate or they're very like drag queen-y, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, Ursula they, is based on- Their eyebrows are always on point. Dude, oh baby, yeah. And I mean, like Ursula is based on Divine. So right, right. like literally period. Very and, you know, holy, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, right. Oh, yep. Is it uh -huh. not? So yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> duh. Right, right. Right. And so there's just like this thread. And you know, the, the, the lyricist Jafar? is Jafar is I don't know, but he's just, you know, he's yeah, just Jafar very is, like he's yeah. giving me something. Yeah. I, and I was it's like, gay well, vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like very gay. And I mean Scar, right? Yeah. He's Scar just a super, yeah. super homo. And uh I mean I think of Gaston. He's my he's my personal favorite Disney character. So that's oh. that's problematic. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just he's just like throwing himself back on the chair and showing his, you know, I use antlers in all of my decorating and uh so just sort of like what's that about too? Like the effeminate because that's also a theme in horror, right? Is like mm. the the cross dressing, you know, um, right. Ed Gein inspired uh, psycho villain. Um, so it's just, I'm just like, what we do is we just go in every direction possible, and then I yeah. find like the root, and then we chisel it all down. So right now, gay Disney villains is my uh, is my where jam. It's oh, where yeah. I'm at, baby. Yeah. In the chiseling. Mm -hmm. uh, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated is I had basically I talked about it already. I talked about talk shows and that was my um what I'd written down. So I ruined my thing already. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I mean it's just such a I, I recommend this book, Freaks Freaks Talk Back. Um and of course I'm gonna forget the guy's name because I'm an asshole. But um it's it's really great and it's just a he's a gay academic and uh, I think maybe a philosopher. So it's just this really fun book about and it talks Joshua about freak, freak shows. Gamson, thank you so much. Yeah. And um talks about freak shows and kind of compares sort of the visibility for people with disabilities that existed because we look back and like pity this thing, which is also really like kind of gross because these folks had a lot more agency than we give them credit right. for, you know? And so we just, it's sort of about like, you know, middle-class pity and all of these different things. Um, so that's, I just, I find, 
I've, I guess I found, found that trash talk shows are severely underrated, at least as um, a cultural study. Mm. Yeah. What's something you think is overrated? <laughs> um, the flight attendant, <laughs> the okay. show. Have you okay. guys watched it uh, at all? No, no but I've, the only take I hear from people is being like, damn, I started watching the flight attendant as yeah. if it's like tortured. No one's been unequivocal. <laughs> it's always been like, really? it's it's bad. Or it's like, it's so bad, it's good, but I don't know. I can't stop watching. So I'm like, is it? what? But it's what? got yeah, like it a friggin' to... like 98% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's like everything I've seen on Twitter is people just being like, I'm obsessed with this. It's so good. Yeah, it's I've so seen good. a very positive Reaction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just like I kept falling asleep and I kept like, you know, coming into my partner's just, you know, I'm asking her like what the fuck is going on every one minute. And so eventually <laughs> we just couldn't like my brain just doesn't do well with that type of <laughs> that type of thing where you have to remember so many different facets. Yeah. But it's just like it's a comic book style. Like I mostly watch like melodramatic murder shows starring teenagers you know like yeah, or like it. a euphoria type euphoria or like degrassi or jersey shore those are cobra my, kai yeah, yeah. Jersey <laughs> no shore, i have, one I of have my not watched that shows. yet yeah i mean almost <laughs> some basically there's some I mean, when serious Ron got fights in, the, in that fight on the boardwalk i mean Dude. remember that was almost a murder bro it was a one hit like he was, one hitter, he was a bro. KO baby just yeah. to, and he ran away just like I remember KO. being like that's right bro one hitter bro <laughs> yeah I know you can't help it you're just like yeah 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 get him run, and run. I mean how much like that is it's trash talk shows taken yeah. to another level where it's just like we want to see this fist fight but we're not allowed to have fist fights but we're like but I'll watch a fist fight it's, uh, <laughs> but yeah so flight attendant sorry I my my uh, assumption based on like the things I had heard was that it was more of like a straightforward uh, like murder mystery, but it's by the dude who made Riverdale, and apparently oh, there's it like is? yeah, apparently there's like Riverdale. some of that. Oh, but it's Chelsea's like back in. I, I'm back I've in. heard okay, it. I'm back. <laughs> I've heard it's heightened, kind of like it's where it's just sort of a yeah. weird poppy reality. I, um, oh no, the person who made Riverdale surely couldn't have written something that was <laughs> slightly exaggerated. Right. <laughs> the melodrama of that show yeah. is yeah, so yeah. huge. And I love it. I started mm. uh I just started watching Bridgerton. I oh, know I finished Bridgerton. <laughs> I want to say I started, you started I finished and that finished. shit. So Shonda Ryan's <laughs> her new Netflix vehicle. That was some shit. I've never seen I'm not even gonna talk. We'll we'll have to we'll have to talk about it. People Sick. need to yeah. it's it's weird. This shit is I, I don't know. I have a lot. I have a lot. Of I ideas. tried to get started on that, and uh, the my my wife was not not interested in it. She wasn't feeling that one. But I I from what I've heard, I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, uh, we watched Narcos Mexico instead, and that. Oh was shit! Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. So the $600 stimulus checks are in the mail. The IRS is going to be putting up a, a website where you can track whether uh, where, where your check is at um, or they were entering people's bank accounts uh, direct deposit over the past couple of days. And there was a, a strange political occurrence where both Democrats and uh, Donald Trump were kind of on the same page. Uh, about the idea of a $2,000 stimulus, um, and then it got blocked by Republicans, 
and also like some establishment Democrats, right? Yeah, Mitch McConnell is really, really making a meal of it more than right. anything. And it was funny even to hear Lindsey Graham try and be like, $2,000 isn't socialism, guy. It's people need <laughs> right. the money. And I'm like, right. Sh-. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Lin- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, I couldn't believe <laughs> where people were ending up at the towards the end of the year on this thing where some, I don't I, I, again the calculus was really strange for some Republicans who were like imp, who are acknowledging the suffering of people and then others who were like you know nor, usually scheduled programming which is like I don't know I'm too rich to know what the blight of the the working people are uh so yeah I don't, I don't know oh yeah. Venmo though they're doing their part you could if you uh, have a physical check you can cash uh through Venmo Oh, too. They're trying to make they're trying to make it as easy as possible because people need the money fucking yeah, immediately. Absolutely. And yeah, they should be like, yeah, why don't you avoid going into a check cashing line or something like that in the time of COVID or something yeah. like, like let's make this as easy as possible. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the debate around it, it was really, really odd because on one hand, you're like, OK, so either Trump, you know, he, I think maybe he's merely just taking this side to make it as chaotic for Republicans because he's mad at them. Because he surely never actually like had any kind of empathy for these people, for anyone, really. Right. So, yeah. yeah, he's incapable of that. Well, so th- those are the state. That's one example of the stakes uh, the of today's election. There are two Senate seats in Georgia that are up for grabs. I have no idea what's going to happen. Nobody has any idea what's going to happen. Is something that yeah. we learned uh, in the twenty twenty election. Yeah, just floor it, polls. y'all. Just floor it, you know. Yeah, don't look yeah, at the exactly. polls. You just we just gotta floor it, and every election is just floor it. Who cares? Man, uh, I accidentally made friends with a Trump supporter recently. <laughs> it was uh, one of those things where it didn't come out. It's so weird how long you can know someone before you know that, like how much so you, you can have in part? common with someone, and then suddenly it's like, ooh, like there's just like it's so like poison, and uh, yeah, all of a sudden he realized. That not, you know, he real he was a Christian conservative and I didn't know it. And he realized that I was gay and a bunch of other, you know, things like I was a liberal. And he was terrified of it. He was so scared of me. And he was like, you know, like you guys, like if you get the if you guys flip the Senate, if you flip the Senate, you're gonna have total control. To- and he was terrified. Like we were gonna do something. Wow. You know, and I mean, it's conspiracy theories, right? It's, yeah, it's of course. Just, that's all it is. But it was just really weird because I haven't, I mean, I'm we're all in our bubbles. I don't talk to Trump supporters very often. And it was like, I'm a small little person and there was like true fear of right. just wow. like, like a liberal person yeah, yeah it was it was bizarre it was really strange yeah but then i felt a little powerful too yeah and then you're like well then you better fucking watch it bud yeah back up. <laughs> who knows uh, how Antifa. i'm gonna ma- yeah. oh man i'm gonna make you wear all kinds of weird clothes bro oh, yeah you got no idea you're a woman now <laughs> well i mean because like whenever i trawl the conservative message boards and websites and think comment sections just because i always that's always where i get a taste of where they're at like when they're talking to each other about their comments and shared fears, much how liberal people do of being like, oh, I'm afraid of like revocation of rights for people, uh, you know, being deported, not being seen as human because of my gender identity or present to whatever, et cetera. But mm-hmm. over there on that side, it is the FEMA camps are about to go up. Yep. Wait till they round you up and your mandatory estrogen. Like, and I know it's like half flippant, but the energy is there to at least keep talking about it. So if if you don't legit believe that, I'm not sure what it is. Um, but 
their their news media has done a great job of spinning the pursuit of equality into some kind of like aggressive act to take your yeah. life uh, because that's how they're looking at things. Yeah, if they became vic- you become a victim so you can be an abuser, right? That's right. like yeah. pretty classic. Yeah. I feel like the dissonance is like they at least a portion of them have to be aware of the fact that the things they are claiming out loud or the threats are not the thing they're actually afraid of and the thing they're actually afraid of is you know, the things that white supremacists say out loud, like losing ground. Uh, mm-hmm. White know. genocide. Exactly. Or that even that this whole thing that they deny till the ends of their lives, white supremacy, systemic racism, whatever, is real. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's I think there's people who are still even guarding themselves from saying that's real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think there's even that level. Some people are like, it's real and whatever. Like, but I'm not racist. That's yeah. one form of it, yeah. like, quote unquote. And then there are other people like, no, no way, because then what? So I have things because of just who I, how I, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. It can't, but my parents but got I, divorced once. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't okay, have yeah. privilege. It's like that all over. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea, you, mem- you mentioned bubbles. And I do, what, one way that I think this uh, election is interesting is it's our first since. 2020, which, I mean, we should have known, but uh, I think definitively proved that polls are just, you know, they were just a thunder vest that we were uh, wearing to make ourselves feel better or feel like we had some uh, grasp on on what was happening out there. And I think it's especially, uh, you know, because I think there's a, a, a realization that we are all in these social media edited bubbles that give us distorted versions of reality, like things like polls. I think people want something like that. But it's a, it's just interesting because like 538 uh, for most of this election, like wasn't even putting up a like aggregator. And it's just I, I think people have just generally like given up on polls because they were so uh, fucked in the 2020 president presidential election that it's just it's over for that. I think it's right. like our divining, you know, like humans want to like divine things and like try to tell yeah. the future. And that's just, it's just like our official version of trying right. to, you know, like tarot cards or something. Yeah. But the Democrats need to turn out the vote like more than they did in the presidential election. So it's right. a, it's an uphill battle for I sure. mean there's yeah, I you know like all the the numbers that they can parse through are like the ones that indicate at the very least a lot of energy down there. Don't yep. know how it's going to split. It it split the right way for the right people last time, but this time uh yeah, I don't know, just like fucking pedal to the metal y'all. Uh, yeah. No, it's going to be crazy. Do. It's so it's just like I don't know, it's so crazy. It's and it's tough too because the other part of it is again we're seeing the same group of activists and organizers who were turning people out for the presidential back to work for this runoff and I'm just you know this is going to bring up the conversation again of who who knows how people are responding on the ground is it the Nancy $900,000 refrigerator crew mm. or is it activists who are having the same lived experiences as the people that are voting. And I have a feeling if, you know, uh, if there's a way to actually, you know, even fucking split, get, you know, get at the very least, if we can get to 50-50, I mean, that's what we'd have to do anyway to win both seats. But to get there, 
um, I would have to really bring this discussion up again, because while there are, you know, John Ossoff likes to say, like, he's, you know, for one thing one day and then against it the other because he's a politician trying to get elected and not really like a person of like pure conviction trying to enter office like he's a politician like what that means going forward and who we're actually giving greater influence to but i don't know but we're we're, we're clearly seeing the establishment wants to hold on to that ball as long as possible yeah i mean a, an additional sort of factor or a variable that entered the equation over the weekend was that the president donald trump was caught on tape uh, just like straight up asking for the Georgia Secretary of State to uh, to find votes to make him winner in Georgia, um, winner chicken dinner everything. Yeah, but would that even make a difference? Would Georgia make a difference? That's what no. the, the, the no, question right? that occurred to me was. So does he have this already somewhere else? Like, to is you he? Need, he's what it was. It's three three oh eight is what Biden has. So yeah. he would go down to two ninety. And th- I'm I'm sorry you you need you needed some other ones too yeah. but I guess in those days there's too many Democrats there and other like Republicans or people with spines who are like oh no so, yeah that that that's not gonna happen um, but he's sowing the idea and that's the dangerous part right it's like he's sowing to the people like if he were to somehow get Georgia flipped then it would make everything right. illegitimate yeah it would start the process yeah yeah, yeah I mean sure. just listening. Because again, here's the thing. It's it's this is another one of those examples where we're laughing at the attempted coup. Yeah. Because yeah. this we have the most low energy coup on the in the history of mankind, uh, in the form of just like suggesting like Aziz Ansari on a date, like what you're into, like right, just like a very creep. Like, what are you saying, dude? This is very uncomfortable. because uh, you're asking someone to completely do commit fraud. And I just want to play this clip or parts of it where he, I don't know how what psych like rhetorical strategy the president is. I forget it. Why am I even trying to think there is some rhetorical <laughs> no, strategy? No. Just fucking listen to this. Numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, wow, dude. Brett, that Raffensperger has been probably waiting for that moment. He's been doing push-ups to just clap back with that. It sounds like what every bureaucrat like would love to say when like the numbers are on your side and you're like, I I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> what's talking is straight. The shit, challenge my man. you have, yeah. yeah. There's a, the, so there's one one problem with that approach is that uh, it's not true. The numbers you have are completely wrong. Yeah, he's saying like I need you to find these eleven thousand votes. So it's- look, all I want to do is I just want to find eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, which <laughs> is one more than we have because we won the state. Uh, that is, yeah. So he lost okay. by eleven thousand seven hundred seventy-nine. So he's just like, give me, give me the extra vote. Just give me one. Then say you're recalculating. That's all I need. And then I will deploy my army of goon lawyers who will then spread conspiracy theories, like yeah. whatever fucking Lynn Wood is now saying. It's like some, I, I don't know. There's like some reptile squad he's talking about. Now. Yo, this is my, this is my, my shit. Yeah, <laughs> your bread. I can and tell butter. you the entire history of. 
the Illuminati story from, you know, the very beginning of American from history. From the Illuminated who yeah. would smoke weed. Yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Dude, I remember. I read the Illuminati trilogy. I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah, dude. dude I was the Illuminated. I, I'm a former conspiracy theorist. That's how right. I. But back when the conspiracy theories were like more on the left, you know, like yeah, back yeah, with yeah. like you know loose change in the zei- and zeitgeist, the movie zeitgeist, right. and all that garbage. And then you come around and you're like, yeah. uh, mm, uh, well, okay. Well, well, somebody said an anti-Semitic thing to me, and I was like, oh whoa, what am I into here? And then I, you know, dove into like the real history of this story and how, you know, it's been, sure. it's been sanitized, but still right. has the same heart, you know, and Oof. it's just coming and it's really coming back now with the satanic panic, which we yeah. love. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I mean, cause yeah, there are, I saw many clips of people praying for the forces of Christ to ride in on a yeah. fucking golden Pegasus to like bash Capitol Hills head open and make yeah. sure that Trump remains uh, God, God, president forever. And of course, you got to get rid of the satanic pedophiles. That's that's right. the you Even can't leave important. those alone. But yeah. then, who, what's this photo of your president with said satanic? Is there any uh, uh, robots? Satanicness, satan, satanism running it's a off. And cognitive also, shout dissonance. Out to, <laughs> shout out to satanists who are also like up in the courts now oh, yeah. doing their thing too. Be like, okay, well, you know, if people want to throw around their freedom of religion to fuck with people, uh, many people can play that game too. Yep. Um, yep. Anyway, so shout out Satan. Um, I remember the first time someone was like, I was like, do you even know what Satanism is? Because I said like, this is like maybe in college and like, you should yeah. read it. And I was like, because Christ is about abstinence. Okay. Whereas like <laughs> Satan is about indulgence to a certain point and understand I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa. Do what thou wilt will be. Yeah, the whole I was just like reading law. things like if you can't respect someone, do not have them in your home. I'm like, yeah. yo, that's just actually good, man. Like, don't be fake. Okay, yeah, it's Satan. real it's very chill. It's a very chill religion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one on a reality show is a Satanist. That's what we found out because there would be no drama if you followed these things. But that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> this uh yeah, I don't know. The the whole evolution of this pressure campaign to thwart the will of the people it's really something and even like to how we cover elections like we're also looking at th- this isn't getting better because fox and oan and news they all stay on their version of like slightly just keeping that pot just stirring it a little bit mm-hmm. never fully dumping it out and be like no you got to get off that i mean some parts of fox have but it's clear that the, since ratings is their god uh then they just have to pivot to like feeding as much airtime to these fantastic nonsense as possible Mm -hmm. yeah and as we were talking about i guess the strategy would be that he has leverage in georgia because he knows that they want to turn out the vote and win win the the senate seats and so i think his strategy is probably you know use that to be like this would energize the the people the people are mad if you overturn the presidential election then you're going to have get them energized. Otherwise, you have this, you know, he's basically holding them hostage. Um, but he's, I mean, it's straight up like the, it's as bad as the Watergate tapes. Like he's just on the phone uh, days before the election being like, find me, you know, ho- hook it up. Yeah. Uh, and then threatening them with legal action. There was something like being he tried to call Brad like 18 times or some shit before he picked up. Damn. Like after that, he was like, fuck. All right. I got to I have to fucking talk to this fool. He's like, you got all the recording gear ready. Yeah, okay. exactly. He was hey, guru, hey, guru, uh, turn me up in my headphones. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Hit him with the flutes. Oh, boy. Uh, just one thing about all this. As we talk about this and laugh about it. Uh, these are crimes. 
Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, of course. As much as we're like, <laughs> this motherfucker is so bad on the phone. Uh. Um, that is, you know, so many legal experts are like, um, so I think we need to imp- are y'all need to impeach him again? Yeah. Are there going to be investigations? These are this is like election fraud that he's attempting, and these are like things you can't pardon yourself from. Um, is that but, true? You can't pardon yourself from them? No, unfortunately. Unfortunately, unfortunately. in this country, you cannot do that. Because um, these are also charges, would be state charges, too. Oh, they're state charges. So, okay, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. kinds of bad. But yeah. I don't know. But that's the other thing. But who is knows? Yeah. We have all these moments where are we, like, everything's so, the wheels are completely, have come off this thing. The Our, you know, our soapbox derby car is fully on fire and I don't know if this we still have enough to have any kind of reckoning about anything. Um, and we're just going to set ourselves up for something worse next time if we don't do anything. Right. One thing that, you know, as the landscape is changing and, you know, a Democrat is entering the White House, uh, the right, the um, conservative media is kind of scrambling to to be the next Fox News because Fox News took a hit when... Uh, they they didn't go along with with Trump's attempt to yeah. invalidate the election, uh, and Ben Shapiro has his eyes on Hollywood, baby. Fuck yeah, stars I mean, in his eyes. Look, with the help of his cousin Mara Wilson of Mrs. Doubtfire fame, they're teaming up. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know they're I know they're cousins, but they don't talk. Um, so the Daily Wire, like you said, they're dipping their foot in. His, uh, I guess, his the co-founder or partner of the at the Daily Wire. This guy, Jeremy Boring, great name. <laughs> um, have talked about you know like why like why they're dabbling now. Okay, so I just want to just this is what their ten thousand foot view is of their new production company called Phobia Films. Um, it's called I don't know what it's called actually, but this is what he said. Right now, we're developing three projects internally, two series and a feature. Since announcing our move into the space, we've heard from quite a few filmmakers with outside-the-box pitches unlikely to find a home in the current political climate. Mm. If people continue to subscribe, uh, as we believe they will, we'll be acquiring more and more projects. If you're fed up with the cultural edicts of our country's self-appointed moral overlords in Hollywood and legacy media, stay tuned. That was Mm. sort of the, okay... Now, I'm curious what kind of pitches that means, because these are great euphemisms. Outside the box pitches, <laughs> unlikely to find a home in the current political climate. So you mean problematic, dumb shit that no mm-hmm. self-respecting person would touch because it's dangerous and toxic to people that would view it. But OK, right. but do you guys bang ever, on. Like, do you guys ever think about what Republicans watch on TV? <laughs> there's not like I guess it's like prime time right because it's like if you watch Netflix it's just not going to be something I feel like conservative Christian Republicans are going to want to watch and I I settled on probably just like a lot of Hallmark no they Mm -hmm. vibe with all of it they just hate that they just hate that they don't have anything as good they're like I love this show yeah I I just have like weird sitcoms I hate what Kerry Washington says out loud (laughs) I just like when she's Olivia Pope Uh, but yeah I don't know. I think you're onto something with Hallmark, though. I mean, those we we've examined the ideological content of Hallmark movies. And, oh, yeah. beautiful! You know, no they, magic, they're... no magic in the Christmas ones. Oh, really? I've tried. I've tried writing Christmas movies. That's the thing I heard. They don't. They don't. They don't develop Christmas films that have magic in them. Not anymore. I don't because think there so. used they, to be. 
Yeah. There used to be, and there was yeah, a moment, I, I think because they were getting more of a Christian conservative audience and they didn't like the right. blending of any kind of mysticism around the the Messiah's birth, okay? Even if it is for a, a high school couple to fall back in love when homeboy moves mm-hmm. back from the city. That's yeah. always, that's always, did you guys, okay, did you guys, I cannot remember the name of it, but Melissa Joan Hart just dropped a Christmas movie and she is playing the number one podcaster in America and it's a Christmas, It and it was Oof. They do not know what podcasts are, is also. She did a live podcast at one point, and all of her friends and family were standing outside. (laughs) And someone goes, someone goes, (laughs) Your podcast's gone viral. (laughs) Or no, she goes, My podcast's gone viral. And we're just kind of (laughs) like. Oh okay. <laughs> I have to see this. Yeah, you oh, got to. I'm sorry I don't remember time. the name of it. It's yeah. called, oh, wow. What okay. is it? What is it? What it's is called, it? It's called Stream It or Skip It. Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, that's, no, that's the, no, 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 that's, no, that's, that's the, the decider article. Yeah. yeah. It's called Dear Christmas. Oh, Dear yeah. Christmas. As, I, to your point, Chelsea, literally, <laughs> this description as America's number one podcaster. And you never okay. really understand what her show's about. It's kind of like about Christmas relationships. I can't yeah. A holiday out. rom-com about a podcaster having some will she, won't she flirtation with a tow truck driver. Yeah. It's wow. like the whole like she comes back and like meets a working class man and like, you know, he's, he's, his, he, it's just like, it's, I mean, it's the template. It's it. Right. It's the same. Every movie's pretty much the same. I prefer the murder ones also on Lifetime. Those are, mm. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Those are those are Perfect always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. What was the one uh, that we watched on Netflix that was basically a Hallmark movie just without, like, with a slightly better cast? It was like something, The Runaway, The Lost Husband, or something where she goes to a farm. And, oh, you watched that one? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, could, I watched that one. It's uh, is that the one with Katie Holmes? No, no. Oh no, that was another movie that came out recently. <laughs> but it was it was in the top ten and. You know, its political content is very much the city and even the suburbs are evil and living on a farm is the only good way. And the male romantic lead is a apocalypse prep. Yeah, because if you have neighbors that are diverse and different in you, they can point out the bullshit that you're on. Right. (laughs) That's why I prefer the farm where it's quiet and I can exist without any feedback. Mm. On, my, on how I'm treating people, uh, but not to you know stray too far from Ben <laughs> Shapiro's exploits. I do want to say that this film they have a film that they acquired in Venice. Okay, wow. So this is great. Um, right, they're saying right now. So if you want to know what's going on with them, oh boy, because like you said, outside the box in a political <laughs> climate that is unnice to nasty people. The film they're making is called Run Hide Fight. And this is from Jeremy Boring. Is it's this film is ultimately a movie about courage in the face of evil. This is a gut wrenching film that does not offer easy talking points, which is why liberal Hollywood executives have refused to distribute it. It's about a mass shooting. Okay, uh, that's what this film's about. Okay, and this is what uh, one of the people who made the film said: "We're proud to work with the Daily Wire as the exclusive North American distributor of the film." Uh, the Daily Wire's policy of not publishing the names of mass shooters made it an ideal partner. That's all you're looking for when distributing a film? I, I, we should talk. Uh, if this film has a political viewpoint, it's that we should not make terrorists famous. It's the heroes whose names we should remember. He continued, we spent years carefully developing this movie in, con- in consultation with law enforcement veterans and shooting victims to immerse people into a realistic portrayal of what it's like to experience one of these tragedies. Mm. 
So it's NRA propaganda. Right. Sounds like, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Because it's like the heroes are the ones who everybody. shoot, yeah. right? right? The heroes shoot are back. the ones that shoot the bad guy. And that's right. who we should make famous, the, the clap backers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the clappers back. Rather. And show how everybody should be packing at school. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's just and, a... You know, but again, this is the thing, like when you when they come out there and they're saying their ethos is like outside the box thinking that that just means you need you need some weird stuff to reinforce your fucked up worldview of like the cruel, unusual world where nobody's safe and self-reliance is the only answer. Not anything else. No politician can save us with, you know, regulating these things. We must whatever. I don't even know what the I couldn't even bring myself to watch the trailer, but um, they'll probably be picking up an Oscar. <laughs> keep your eyes can you imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> film watchers uh all right let's take a, another quick break and we'll be right back and we're back and just checking in with a couple of the things that went viral, I believe the kids are calling it, <laughs> uh, over uh, when, while we weren't recording. Our number one podcast. We had uh, things that went viral. Uh, <laughs> You're going to viral. What? <laughs> Your podcast just went viral. It's you like at the second she stops recording. Exactly. Like, it just went out on the internet. It's yeah. viral. And then they kiss and, you know, I think maybe that, I, I don't know if I finished, but there might have been a hint of implication that he was Santa Claus because he was a man obsessed with Christmas. And his name, get ready, Chris Nick. Mass. No. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, yes. no, yeah. no, nope. yep. no, 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 mm-hmm. no, 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 it's, it's Chris so rage inducing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. We're going to love Christmas. Okay. Here. Okay. I'm going to take, I'm like that meme take of couple Pablo days. Escobar narcos meme where I'm just going <laughs> to look out, sit on a swing set by myself, a bench, just <laughs> thinking about how on the nose that was. Wow. It was Chris. It's a terror. Mass. Yeah. Mass. Like, <laughs> Oh, my name is Christ Moss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. That would have been better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ilaria Baldwin, uh let's just play <laughs> let's just play this clip of her talking. Uh, we'll we'll start it off just like some examples of her, of her talking in uh her Spanish accent. Okay, fully so authentic. I didn't I've just full disclosure. I have I did the thing where I removed myself from the internet for two that weeks. Smart. That's cuz cuz you know, 50 weeks out of the year are we're mainlining this shit yeah. like yeah. straight through our eyeballs and ears and everything. Uh so I found out like only a couple weeks ago or no, a couple days ago about what had transpired. So the gist is that Alec Baldwin's wife, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mother of of his children. Is actually not Spanish, although she's been out here being like, I'm from Spain. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Okay, and I'm like, and her real name is Hillary, correct? That's the whole whole gag here. She used to go by Hillary. So there's some aspects where if you wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt you could see where it's like she went by hillary when she lived in boston uh which i don't know it like you have to be pretty flexible to bend over far enough to give her the benefit of the doubt but like there's you know like her explanation for that is yeah when i was in america i went by hillary and when i was with my spanish family I, i went by Ilaria. oh and when i was in ghana i was kwame (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? At least I could do that. I'm I'm black, but 
there, yeah, I get it. When you go to a place right. like, because like, in Ghana, like the name, the day of the week you're born is like your nickname. So I was, nice. I, I, I was Saturday. I'm Kwame, and I was like, oh shit, okay. But I didn't come back on some <laughs> whatever the <laughs> fuck. I. It's funny when people try and thread the needle, the the uh, appropriation needle like this. Right, it's right. a needle you can't thread. If the needle says appropriation, don't thread it. Because yeah. when you do, you're engaging in it. So I guess this is a supercut jack you found called six times her dubious <laughs> accent has gone wrong on camera. Yes. How's married life? Married life is really nice. You know, it feels different. It really feels different. But I didn't think it was going to be different, but it feels quite different. What's so. the thing that surprised you the most? Um, I think... Just the fact that How it feels you different, you know, I, we, yeah. we like to say husband and wife a lot. Yeah. Um, I come husband now. I say, husband, where are you? No, he took me out to Montauk. He said that was as close as he could get to Spain, to my family, and to Rome, because we really like Rome as well. And um, he got down on his knee. And then I don't remember the rest, because I started crying. Oh, oh. And Ooh. then we went to Montauk because he wanted to say <laughs> that it was like Mallorca and to remind me of my family in right. Spain. And that was just so chill the way he did that. It was so actually like <laughs> really, really, really thoughtful of him. I mean, that's one thing is that it doesn't seem like she's trying to hide the fact that she's going back and forth between. This is sloppy. It is sloppy. But li listen to this next one. This next one is really. Oh, this the... is even. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Okay. We have very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have. Um, how do you say it in English? Cucumber? Cucumbers. It's not easy. And I think how you say it in English. Uh, <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Cucumbers? Oh, uh, yeah. hey, come on, Pepino, 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 Mamita. Come on, come on. We got to know these things. If we're going to scam, get the fucking vocab right. Uh, do we do we keep do we go oh, further? Bizarre. Do they get no, better? No, it's fine. The the rest of it is more people being like, and this is how she actually talks, which you kind of heard at the end of uh, the story of she and Alec getting engaged, uh, which is just you is know. any of her is she a descendant of any person who is a Spaniard? So her, she's like my my family is lots of Jack. Different you're, you're sounding like her now. It's yes or no? She, she says Rachel, her family is lots of different things. It's a yes or no? <laughs> She also, uh, she does have relatives who live there, but she claims Jack, she was born in Spain so and worthy. she's not from Spain. <laughs> she she was not. She was born in Boston. Uh, oh my God. Not in Boston I don't know. of so all places. I knee jerk get, I have a, uh, like a little bit more hesitancy when it comes to like, I don't know, because, because we work in podcasting and we see like women's voices get policed so much. I like have like a knee jerk, you know the the way that uh, a woman guest or you know wh whatever it is will get like negative feedback on vocal fry and like I speak in nothing but vocal fry, but it's like uh, a woman will get called out for that. Like that, I don't know. Like that. You're, that you were just trying to make me... sure you were applying a fucked up patriarchal double standard or something to Eliza right. Baldwin. Yeah, I think I mean, that's right. Just I, I, I'm looking at this straight up as accent work. Okay? Yeah, if people absolutely. listen to this show, I like accents. Yeah, I like. Absolutely. I have an ear for accents. I like to, <laughs> to pick them apart. You know, if I was going to speak like somebody from Spain, you know, <laughs> speaking like this in the back of my throat more, but because I I have that experience talking to people like I don't know, hearing wow. this, and that's shitty, and that's offensive too. 
But all that to say is, looking at it like this, it just it grinds my gears yeah. that you are completely jettisoning who you are as a person in exchange yeah. for whatever fuckery this is. Because it's not that interesting. And all it's proven, Ilaria, is that you uh, managed to you know scheme or convince Alec Baldwin that you're from Spain. That's not really a feat. In my eyes, so maybe <laughs> does he care anymore? Like, does he know what does Alec know? That is that is my question. That I think yeah. is the most interesting question. Is That's between them how she spoke to her husband? Because <laughs> you notice that the accent was stronger at the beginning of the relationship, and then it starts to fade a little bit, and she's not really doing it as much anymore. Um, if that was something that he noticed, and like what what was going on in his head when that was happening, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's I I agree as somebody uh you know I, I like you would pull this off one thousand times better than her. Uh, yeah, I just like that. Like if it did slip and Alec Baldwin just so unaware and not observant at all, like where it was, <laughs> it's like it was there the whole time, like a supercut of all these moments. Like, bro, you're not gonna finish your Sam Adams, bro. All right, pal. And it's like, <laughs> what, Ilaria? I'm just sorry. I, I said, I said, amor, your cerveza estrella is half finished. Please party on harder. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Bless, bless, bless the attempted scam of Ilaria. Yeah. I mean, attempted. Keeps us entertained. Yeah. I just um, like the audacity, though. It's just yeah. truly, man. Yep. I guess, was it her thing? I'm just, I don't know if this is a thing of how someone who is so unhappy with just being, you know, a white American person, like, yes, that you're going like, fuck, what's the most adjacent thing I could be, believably? I'll dye my hair black or darker mm. than it is. And I'm like, do like a Catherine Zeta-Jones, like <laughs> Penelope Cruz thing. And I don't know. I mean, I... Part of me, like, you know, I feel for that because there's, like, people you go to school with who, like, you're like, oh, you changed your name. You did the whole thing. Like, you you, you became this whole other person. Yeah. And I get that on one level. You know, like, we all we are all evolving as people. But not to the point of saying, like, you know, it's one thing, like, you're straight-laced and now you're into, like, punk rock or whatever versus, right. like, I'm white, Hilar I'm white Hillary from Boston and now I'm Ilaria because I went to Spain once. Yes. <laughs> and you... There, there are definitely people I knew who went to uh, went abroad for a year or a semester and came back with Oof. new personalities, and uh, you know, right? But well, Lindsay Lohan, you guys, like, oh right. my god, like that yeah. is some that is some deep shit. Remember that right IG there. Live when she was trying to save that family? Yes, tell I them, do. Tell the people of America what you want. Like, okay, Lindsay, uh, we Lohan. want you to leave us alone, yeah. and like <laughs> and that go goes to, to say, Island. like. What is up with like, like her personal life? Like you're saying, like there's got to be other, and I don't mean Lindsay Lohan going sure. back to Eladia or whatever. Uh -huh. Um, you know, like there's got to be other stuff. Like that's a symptom of a bigger problem. Mm, <laughs> so I just right. wonder, like, what other, like, what other, how this affects other parts of her, or what you know, what breeds this impetus right to do like, this I, I just like i just thought it was fun just like, you know yeah, kind of got like, carried away i don't know yeah. you never just lose yourself in an accent and uh, yeah. you know assumed identity and then just do it for six years <laughs> and then do it for the and entirety like, of your adult life <laughs> never do that and like scam people out of their organs and stuff no right. yeah. <laughs> i don't know i just got carried away
No, yeah. nobody doesn't. Oh, come on. There's definitely some subterfuge going on with regards to, like, she claims yeah. that she moved to America when she was 19 to go to NYU, and, like, she grew up, and people are like, dude, I went to high school with her. Her yeah. name was Hillary. She was just a girl from, you know, Massachusetts, from Cambridge. Uh, yeah. Wow. I don't know. I'm, Shout out I, to her. I, I always, these stories are just so funny to me, because I, yeah. you know, because when it all, when it all falls down, you're just left with this, like, just going through, you're like, and why did you think this was working? Yeah. yeah. We're doing a next season. I think we're going to do personality hoaxes. So each episode is going to oh, be wow. somebody who like, and how that's a, like how single people and stories can change the entire culture with bullshit. You know, I mean, that was the oh, satanic yeah. panic was, right. you know, fueled by like Michelle remembers in these fake memoirs that, that then affected everything. I mean, so I'm really excited about that. But this is like a mild version of somebody creating like an I mean, there are some crazy stories that go like way back in time and, too. You know what would have been easier if she just said she was Eladia Baldwin, but she's like, nah, I grew up here. Yeah. Right. I still I still, you know, I feel Spain in my heart. That's why I just I vibe like this. Yeah, and nobody would have asked anything. Yeah, no. exactly. No. That's the truth would have made her free but she like that that's how you can tell there's more there like you were saying chelsea that there's like a core uh of you know dysfunction of some sort it's a rejection of your family because at that point you're no longer the person that your parents named you to be so therefore it's a rejection of that is it of i mean would maybe this is a whole you know a, a, a line of study a whole demand a whole discipline can be born out of eladia baldwin I mean, Truly. we've talked about Ariana Grande having grown up as Ariana Grandi, like that. That was how mm. her last name was pronounced. Yeah, that at least that's like a Italian. Yeah, yeah. And she's just letting other people fill in the dots with her darker complexion to be like, I don't know, maybe I don't, I'm not right. going to say anything. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And I'm just going to tightrope <laughs> walk it up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People were also so Bean Dad is more recent. Uh, this is what I started wondering, like. <laughs> If we're, because this dude is a total like prick. He refers to himself positively as apocalypse dad. Like that's a dope thing. He's like, then I went into full the road mode. But like oh none of the God. stuff that Familiar. he's doing yeah. is cool my or child like, in a loving. Yeah, it's not. It's not like the whole story of the road is this dude is sacrificing everything to keep this child alive, and this dude is just arbitrarily. May, not feeding his daughter for six hours uh, for a Twitter thread for a Twitter thread to, you know, or to teach her some lesson about self-reliance. But it was just and then he thought it was worth being like, and this is dope. This is how parent parenting should work. OK, um, I another thing when you were writing these things down, I was like, oh, fuck, bro. I've been out the loop. I don't know who the fuck Bean Dad is. <laughs> so yeah. I was like reading Yeah, I had it. to look it up, too. <laughs> it's all because and I'm ch- curious with you, Chelsea, you said you grew up with a, a prepper dad mm-hmm. like this was born out of. He said his daughter wanted baked beans and didn't know how to use a can opener. So I, and I, as he says, he found a le- our teaching moment. To mm-hmm. have his hungry nine-year-old daughter struggle with a can opener for hours in order to like teach some lesson about how to fucking be to be more self-reliant, I yeah. and then everyone's like, "Yo, this is a terrible look for you." Like this <laughs> yes. is like a it's yeah. a funny bit in a script that's a throwaway thing, but yeah. to make to center your identity as a father around this is a misstep. 
Yeah. God. Well, and also a big question I have is she wants baked beans. <laughs> Like, right. No. That was the, that was my other question. That just I like created that. an image in my mind of his pantry just being like that. Baked beans is like one of the last canned goods that you have in your pantry yes. when yes. you're just like, you know. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I buy baked beans on a regular. Yeah. No, I, I like baked beans a, ba- a lot. I love a baked bean. You but just there's don't always think to a get can baked of baked beans. Yeah. 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 There's always That's a can true. of baked beans somewhere. Yeah. Like every household, if you look long enough, has an old can of baked beans. Yeah. Uh, it's that and then mustard in the refrigerator, old mustard in the refrigerator. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the mm-hmm. last two things that like are Like a crusty around. bunch of mustard right. in the top of it. Yeah. So yeah. the guy, <laughs> the dude deleted his Twitter too? Yeah, I read, he deleted, like, deleted his Twitter because he had some wild problematic shit in the past where he like 2011 he was uh using the r word and gay as a like derogatory term and just not what a shock yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. the guy Um, who made his daughter the hungry can opener teacher did that he's homophobic Yeah. yeah um what is the i mean also like you when you're hungry have you dealt with hungry children yeah, that's the. I don't, I'm not of, even a parent. Yeah. I've but I've dealt with hungry nieces, nephews, kids, kid, yeah. my friends' kids, and I'm like, yo, you don't want anything to do with a child getting hungry because shit, all bets are off when you reach that point. I'm like, oh shit, they're frying out on lack of calories. Yeah, uh, that you somehow are like, yeah, 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 struggle, motherfucker, and then right, we'll be the new protagonists in a Cormac McCarthy book I'm writing in my fucking <laughs> mind. <laughs> Some narcissist behavior, I feel like. It's yeah. Oh, Did you get sure. any lessons like that, Chelsea? What was the closest? You like know, what's what's a message your prepper father at least was like, I have anything, just know this. Well, it was a more on the spiritual side. Oh, like hell a, yeah. yeah, like it was a 2012 thing. So 2012 was the apocalypse. Oh, okay, yeah. Versus like a biblical apocalypse, right? It was like the mm-hmm. new age version. Mm-hmm. So it was more like you know, getting prepared spiritually because it was going to be, you know, the age of Aquarius. We're all going to pass into the new era of love. But first, there's going to be like all the volcanoes on Earth are going to explode at the same time and, you know, floods and all that shit. So, I mean, I learned how to like, you know, we'd watch like those investigation discovery shows that are really or not invest, you know, whatever discovery channel where they teach you how to survive man. Yeah, like purify water or whatever. And um I don't know. I mean, it was not that, but it was definitely not like uh, it was. I don't know. It was definitely like a an apocalyptic. Yeah, but at you got to get ready. You your know, but I, knew I how yeah, to, yeah. He wasn't going to make me not eat, uh, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. But I was also older. You know, this was sure. 2012 is more recent than yeah. I was like an, a late teen. It right. it was always there. You know, it was always like here's a bunch of water. Here's a bunch of canned food. We're ready for X, Y, and Z. You know, it was same thing with Reagan and nuclear war. You know, sure, nu- sure. nuclear. Nuclear. I'm working on. I'm working on it. Nuclear. <laughs> I get a lot of complaints. That's like one of my number one. Oh, uh, it's my complaints. favorite Simpsons line, dude. What was it? Well, because he says he's he's like Homer saying nuclear and someone's saying uh-huh. nuclear and he's like nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I was I'm like, I love Bush. It. It's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, just to let people know, I will only be drinking Dunkin' coffee from now on because they have introduced. I mean, Starbucks kind of did this with their blonde roast, but Dunkies is like straight up making it the point that this I'm, has right. extra caffeine, mm. um, extra charged coffee, they call it. And mm. so and I only bring it because I don't we always talk about whenever there's new caffeine and you're the caffeine goat uh, <laughs> where no amount of caffeine in your stomach will affect you like a goat. Um, yes. We're in this one. OK, 
we're talking 20% more caffeine. For you, as someone who's got his eye on Caffeine Tomb Raider or whatever that website is, Caffeine Observer. <laughs> Informer. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, is just as ridiculous. I'm like, no, Miles. Caffeine Informer. Caffeine Tomb obviously. Raider, Caffeine Informer. <laughs> uh, caffeine Tumor Raider. Uh, this Caffeine Informer, I pulled up what their their Caffeine MGs are as they stand. What are we talking about when we're adding another 20% on, yeah. the, on this? So, I mean... You go on a small, you go from 150 milligrams to uh, 180. That's mm-hmm. the extra charged small. Uh, on extra large, though, extra large, extra charged, uh, which is 24 fluid ounces, uh, normal coffee is 360 milligrams, too, too much caffeine for anyone sitting. Uh, extra charged is 431 milligrams. That's... What are you likening that to? Because as you just said, 360 at 24 ounces is way too much. Yes. You drink I mean, that whole, If let's say, what happens to Jack O'Brien? He slangs you know, a 24 nervous. ounce 360 milligram. I get nervous. I feel bad about myself. Oh, I start. Right. It just like turns on itself. You know, it's like too much. Uh, That's where you cross the Rubicon. Yeah. Uh, but But I don't know. I mean, some people are... I just feel like when you're at that level of like caffeine dependency, it's it starts to turn on itself a little bit, it, or at least it's affecting how you behave the rest of the day. Uh, at least yeah. in my in my experience, but other people, you know, other people have bodies that are just like unbreakable. They can I'm, just yeah. I want to tr- I want to sip that because I, I it's weird. I'm caffeine sensitive to a point. But there are definitely times when I can just out of nowhere be like, oh, I'm having a panic attack from caffeine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to do like... it on on an episode, on an upcoming episode. <laughs> I'm going to take the extra large to the dome. You uh, just hear like and... this like tapping. You're like, what is that? Oh, it's, it's just Jack's sweat, sweat dripping <laughs> under the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it shorts out and that's the last you hear of me. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Chelsea, it has been uh, so fun having you, as yeah. always, on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, you can find us. Our show's American Hysteria, and it's on probably all podcast apps uh, within reason. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Amer Hysteria and on Instagram at American Hysteria Podcast. And yeah, thank yeah. you both, Jack and Miles. This has been so fun. I love coming on your it's show. It's always so fun. Yeah. Uh, and not our show. It's always so fun having you. Yeah. It's Thank always you. so fun. Thank you. Every yeah. other time. Well, it, also, oh. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, where And is there a uh, tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, yeah. I have one tweet here from uh, <clears throat> December 31st from uh, Solomon Giorgio. And it just says, if you didn't accomplish anything in 2020, it's okay because nobody cares. <laughs> it's kind of nice it's like that. a good yeah. mantra really nobody gives a fuck uh, Miles whatever. where can people find you and what's the tweet you've been enjoying uh, you can find me Twitter Instagram at Miles of Grey and yeah oh also other podcasts 420 Day Fiance talking 90 Day Fiance it's been a while since I've had to run through all this at the end of an episode so bear with me okay a tweet that I like from my co-host on 420 Day Fiance Sophia Alexander at the Sophia S-O-F-I-Y-A tweets Bean dad, but it's me teaching dudes to find the clit. (laughs) (laughs) Just laying there for six hours. That's Uh, good. That's a good one. Then you, then you, the real bean daddy. (laughs) (laughs) 
you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A tweet I've been enjoying. Emma Manzini tweeted, a shark could swim faster than me, but I could probably run faster than a shark. So in a triathlon, it would all come down to who is the better cyclist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Footnote. where we link off to the information that we talked about. In today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on, Miles, what are we riding into this new year upon? Oh, man. Uh, So on January or December 31st, we found out that MF Doom passed away uh, back in October. Uh, I'm I think anybody who, you know, likes hip hop has intersected with his work at some point or another. I fucking love MF Doom. I fuck like all the shit that was coming like when he was really putting shit out like mad villainy and the the king Ghidorah stuff, all this stuff th- this was coming out when i was like in high school going into college and you're very much like you know that's like a very formative period for your for your music listening so hearing that like really kind of turned me on to getting off with like bling bling rap which i was very much into going into the 20 21st century <laughs> for all the youngins <laughs> out there um and like going in and just like you know getting into this really lyrical hip-hop he was one of the just greatest rhyme speakers, sayers. I fucking love all of his work. Um, so this is a track with him and another person who is dear to my heart, Jay Dilla. Uh, it's called Gazillion Ear, uh, and it's from the 2009 album uh, Born Like This. But yeah, this is just a, a do get into MF Doom. It's one of those people where you'll probably, if you just heard about it, it's because even artists who you liked, who you didn't necessarily associate with hip hop, were like, right. man, uh, MF Doom, that's fucking yeah. heavy. Um, and, and and then pretty much anyone who like is a rapper paid their respects because, yeah, you couldn't be into this and not fuck with metal fingers. So, yeah, shout out to you. Rest in peace. And, uh, yeah, get into the music. Get in. And also, you know what? Tell somebody you love them today. You never know because you never yeah. know. Just tell yeah. somebody. Really. It, it seems weird to do, but just let people know. Let them know. That's a good thing to do. Uh, all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. Uh, we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all Bye. Bye. Feeling man of a ram with crows in his hand and won't stop rocking till he clocked in a gazillion grand. Tilling the wasteland sands, raps on backs of treasure maps, stacks to the ceiling fan. He rests on his ashes, ask him after ten miles of his galashes, smashes, stashes. Chip on his shoulder with a slip on holster, a clip, a folder, and his grip on a boulder bolster. They supposed to know the show with his aura glow. Get from out the road when he get dough is horrible. Time is money, spend way, save, invest a fest. The ten case of cave a chicken chest S. Yes, y'all a double get your trickles. The best ball is pitching and rub to get a nickels. But tut tut.